0: Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host,
1: Gael and Mark. Hey guys, welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. In today's episode, I'm with Mark, and we are going to talk about monetizing with display ads. We had a pretty big guest post from John Dijkstra the other day, I mean like two months ago actually now, Authority Hacker, where he shared a bunch of his tips and tricks and so on. But I think it would be cool that we actually share our own experience and when we think ads are doing well and not doing well, we do make quite a bit of money from ads on Health Ambition and on a few other sites as well. And we'll talk about that. But let's just jump in right in. And talk about the pros of a display ads. So Mark, can you, just do you... Do
0: you want to just start by saying, what is a display ad? In case anyone out there doesn't know or isn't quite clear on that.
1: All right, sure. So a display ad is essentially an advertising blog that you put on your website that people can pay in various ways. And we're going to talk about the different models a little bit later to essentially display an ad for their website or product on your site and that is done usually through advertising networks such as AdSense and others and you get paid per click or you get paid per 1000 impression or you just negotiate a price with the advertiser usually versus cpc versus fixed speed essentially
0: so essentially you're giving away a bit of real estate screen space on your site yeah.
1: in order for
0: someone else to put some kind of advert on there for whatever yep. they
1: want. Used. And you just put a piece of code on your site and essentially it populates it with ads automatically in practice. you know, yeah, uh, It's not like you have to choose each advertiser and do a lot of work. And actually that's one of the pros of advertising, it's very automated, like very, very automated. In most cases you're just going to put a piece of code wherever you want the ad to show up, so you know it's going to be a WordPress widget. Or you're gonna use a plugin. I mean, you we use Ad Inserter on WordPress, which is pretty good. And you know, you can tell it, you know, put it after the second paragraph in my content, or put it you know, above my content, or below my content, uh, give it the code, and you're done. Then the ad network is just gonna take care of the rest and use all sorts of very complicated algorithms based on where the visitor is, which kind of platform he's on. All sorts of things to decide which ad to show. And G- to
0: generally, it'll scan your page where it's being displayed and, l- and identify what type of contents on there and serve best based according to that. Really.
1: Well, uh, not only because you know, now retargeting is a big thing, right? True. And that is actually one of the pros of display ads. Is like before, if you wanted to make good money from it, you had to go in one of these high CPC niches, as people would call it. But now, not anymore, and that's what gave us the rise of these viral story sites you know because these sites get a lot a lot of traffic because they share funny cat pictures and what else and they can put ads around which normally would return very low paying ads but because there are new ways of bidding for advertisers such as retargeting actually the ad revenue from these is Actually, pretty alright now. It's not as high as if you were in like the insurance niche, but you know, the traffic they get is like a, a million times more. So it's also that's why these sites can essentially leave it mostly from ads.
0: And I think as well, when you're first starting out, you haven't really spent too much time researching and getting affiliate offers or creating your own product or something. It's like a nice kind of starter, it's it's not too much effort to get it
1: up and well, running. And I disagree <laughs> because. Usually when you're at that point, you don't have that much traffic. And if you don't have that much traffic, you won't make much from ads anyway. And uh, like To make good money from ads, that was one of the cons actually, is that you need quite a bit of traffic. You need thousands of visits per day to make decent money. Otherwise, you're going to make a few bucks a month. But it's nothing special. Yeah, you
0: know? I, I remember though when we started Health Ambition, it took us quite a while before we, we did it and I think we had one or two failed attempts at, at monetizing w- with it. But as soon as we got to, it was like 10 bucks a day or something like that, it pretty insignificant. But it was quite a big win for what was a relatively new site not making much money elsewhere at that point. So I think motivation.
1: Yeah, but it's... that was like, we had a bunch of traffic, we had a bunch of Content and so on, like I imagine people listening to that podcast wanting to put ads on their ten articles website. That is just not a good idea, because the thing is ads actually you know, make your design look a little bit worse. You know mm-hmm. you, Your site doesn't look as good, so when your site doesn't look as good and looks monetized, it's harder to get links and shares and all these things that actually push your growth sure, therefore you're kind of trading money for growth and when you're at these early stages you need more growth than money like the money you're going to make is very low and at the same time it's going to be limiting your growth So yeah. actually
0: actually, sorry just to interrupt on that point something which we do in health is we actually hide ads on all new posts for like a couple of weeks or something like that yeah. so when we're doing outreach to, to generate links people see our blog posts with no, no ads on them but they automatically get put in after, after a few weeks
1: Exactly, because that would limit the growth. If we did outreach with pages that has a, have a lot of ads, then we get more nodes. People don't link as much, so that's why I don't actually recommend you and until you have like a thousand views per day, don't even bother with ads actually. I wouldn't go for that, but let's go back to the the pros. One thing that is cool is it's super automated, like you have no management to do it. and that's the only monetization method that allow you to do that, which is. Pretty cool. And at the same time, it's pretty regular. I mean, if you look at ad revenues we make, it's probably the most regular form of income we have out of all the income sources, right? Yeah,
0: definitely. And it's tied just so directly to traffic. If you do something that gives you an increase in traffic, it's a pretty much relational increase in income from ads.
1: Yeah, so if you're a person that doesn't want to handle the business side of things, of running a website, you just want to focus on content, that's actually a good monetization method. The counterpart to this being very easy is that this is by far the lowest payout per thousand visits. You know, like when we were run email marketing, we make like three or four times more money per visitor than we make from ads. So it's, you make a lot less money. However, it's also a lot less work. You can spend the time you would spend in email marketing, creating more content, getting more traffic and kind of making up for the fact you're making less money per visitor. So that is cool. But once again, once you push the ads as well, you spoil the design of your website, which means that you are slowing down your growth, which you need to make more money because us don't make much money. So it's kind of like, you know, there, there are pros and cons to that. Let's actually talk about the networks we use. I think the, after this discussion we just had, like the question we we're going to get in the comments is like, oh, what, what networks are you using, et cetera? And it's like coming close second to which team are you using, you know? Yeah. So the networks we use, I mean, initially we started like everyone with AdSense. And Adsense is all right. it's definitely it wasn't very good when we didn't have a lot of traffic, and the reason why is because Adsense just needs traffic to figure out what works and what doesn't on your site. It tests a lot, and if you only get a few hundred visits per day, it can't really test fast enough to optimize so the more traffic you have, the more earnings per thousand visits you have actually so that's uh, but that's where we started and it's it's all right. The paper because On cost per click, so we usually put these units inside the content because ad units inside the content just get a lot more clicks, as said on John Distress Post. And the other CPC network we use is Media.net. Media.net is, by far, it's like the, the best performing network by far, actually. This is an ad network that is run by Yahoo and Bing. And the ads are usually just like looking like blocks of keywords. and... Uh, it's one of these networks that takes a while to get started. Like you don't make good money for the first months, essentially, but after that, it's basically making double what AdSense makes for us. So it is. Why difficult. do you think
0: that is? Because it looks like a more sort of organic. Um, I think placement.
1: that not one of the reasons is they actually have humans testing. Right. Okay. It's like AdSense is full automated, and MediaNet is actually people. Like you have an account manager, you can email him they actually design ads to match your website and so on. Right, And it just feels like they are able to optimize a lot better than AdSense does because AdSense is like, I mean AdSense I guess if you do it yourself and you're really good you can probably reach similar results. But yeah, media.net is like in terms of hands-off and revenue it's been the best one for us actually. Lately, at the beginning they didn't do very well but as time passed and as we built a history of traffic and so on they did better and better. And then once you reach, I mean, if you have more than 10,000 visits per month, one thing you can use that we've been using is Ezoic. Ezoic is essentially AdSense on steroids, so you replace your AdSense with it. And they have like, a testing algorithm that actually you know, does some of that testing for you. And they do a pretty good job at optimizing the revenue on your site. It's not as good as Media.net, but as a secondary network for CPC, it's pretty good. So, for, in terms of networks that pay us per click. These are the two networks we use. Then you have the networks that pay you per thousand impressions. And these are usually the ones that we use in the sidebar because, hey, not many people click on the sidebar, but they get a lot of impressions. So for us, we use BuySellAds and we are trialing Blogger Network as well. That's been recommended by John Dijkstra. So that is, yeah, that is stuff that we're Testing out buy sell ads is actually pretty cool because you can set your price and you can put backup ads. So you can say, "Hey, this ad on my sidebar is gonna cost you one point five dollars per thousand views, and if nobody's willing to pay that price, please put this AdSense block there." Basically,
0: one thing I will say about buy sell ads is there's a lot of like really badly designed, scammy diet pill type offers people try and buy buy for your site, but. The good thing about buy sell ads is you have to approve or at least I don't know if there's an auto approved setting, but we have it, so you have to approve every ad and every creative that that goes on there, so that allows at least some control over you know how it's gonna look, which you don't get on other on other networks
1: but that means that it takes more time, yeah, so yeah, that is essentially the networks we're using in terms of monetizing with ads, but, so you know just,
0: just one question like percentage wise of our ad income, how is that split? Do we say something like 80% is CPC? Yeah. Is that, around does that.
1: that be about right? Yeah, maybe 75-80% yeah. is CPC and the rest is uh, CPM. Usually if you place your ad properly, CPC just makes way more money yeah. if if you get a good click-through rate. But that means you need to put ads in content, yeah. which one again, once again, you know, spoils your design a bit, reduces the growth, etc. So you are trading growth for money. It's just and if you put less ads, you make less money, so it's, it's, it's really a trade-off. So let's talk about the cases when people should be using display ads and the cases when people should not be using display ads. So let's talk about the times when you should not be using display ads, because I think a lot of people just don't get it. And using a plugin, we use that in Zerto, it's free you can just get it on the WordPress directory but you can select the categories you can select the tags etc so you can really exclude some types of content pretty easily just using tags for example but definitely the case where you should not have ads on your page is when you have a proper conversion goal other than like an email subscription like something where people are going to send like send you money or spend money or become a lead for your business so that can be an affiliate review page or an affiliate page that can be whatever you have a contact form or a lead form. You're trying to do lead gen. Don't put an ad there. You just struggle to get that visit to get your lead. And if they click on an ads inside, and you get five cents. It's probably not worth it. Or if people are about to buy, so like sales pages or pre-sales pages, that kind of stuff. You you just don't want ads in there. So make a tag. We use a tag. No, like we call it no ads on has ambition. And then if you put that tag on a post or on a page, there. I mean on a on a post because you can't put tags on a page it's essentially removing all ads, and and that is allowing us to keep that under control.
0: I go a step further as well, because and we do this on Authority Hacker, there's no ads there. And that's because the value in internet marketing, the value of an email subscriber, just the way we have it set up, is very, very high. Much higher than it is in, in health, for example. Of of one email. So it's worth it for us to sacrifice ad income in order to get a little bit more email subscribers. Whereas on health admission, it's not because the traffic's so much higher. There's
1: so much traffic in-house, yeah. but like a lot of people are just window shopping, just exactly. reading for information, you know? Yeah. So that is good. And that's actually gonna be one of the cases where you use ads. But another case where you can't use ads is when you have duplicate content on your page. Which does happen, you know, if you're reposting an article or something, where you're actually not allowed under a lot of terms of service. Depends on networks you use, but the ones we mentioned, AdSense for sure, Media.net, I think also, just they don't allow you to put ads on around duplicate content. So you're breaking terms of service, which means you could get banned and never have the opportunity to earn with them anymore, which is just not worth the risk, in my opinion. And another time where you should not actually is. You know, and and that actually ties back to the authority hacker example, which surprises me because I see, for example, Matthew what runs ads on his site. But when you want to give a premium feel to your website, as I say, the ads are kind of like spoiling the design a bit. They make you look cheap a little bit. You know, it just yeah, you know that when you go on a site and there's a bunch of ads. The, it's never the sites where there's the best content.
0: I don't know. I, th- I think it depends on the sort of overall look and feel. There's definitely a correlation, but it's not just the quality of content. Some sites are built to feel like a sort of magazine, and you almost expect those to have ads. Whereas the more personal. Yeah, but that's not
1: the best content still, mm-hmm.
0: you know? Well, I mean, it really depends on the site. There are some where it really is. The digital DJ tips is a good example. I mean, they run ah, ads. Bad. Yeah, 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 and um, I think they do, at least they used to. And they're one of the best sites about that topic that that I know of, at least. That's Um, probably poor management,
1: though. (laughs) Yeah. It's like they probably just don't make that much money. (laughs) So sorry if you listen to us, guys. Yeah, it's like when you want, I mean, the truth is the best, best sites usually don't run ads and make way more money running email marketing. It's true, email marketing makes more money and by a pretty good margin. It only makes sense when you have content that attracts people that are only reading free content and living, and that is the vast, vast, vast majority of people. But otherwise, if you want to make your site look more premium, don't run ads. You know, if, you're, if you're like a, a high-end brand or something, you definitely should not have ads on your site. So yeah, that is essentially the three cases. When your page has a clear conversion goal, when you have duplicate content on the page, or when you need the site to feel premium. Don't run ads, no matter how much traffic you have. But let's talk about the cases where we do run ads, actually. And well, some of them are going to be the clear opposite, right? So one of them is when you run non-commercial content. And if you've been following us in the past, you know that we do produce a lot of free content that essentially sells nothing. And that content is used to I mean, build goodwill, it's used for link building, and it's used to, you know, attract some social media traffic to our site. And then we usually use tactics such as opt-in pop-ups and content upgrades to get these people to join our email list. And that's how we make money out of it. But, you know, uh, you can easily combine these things with advertising without being too much over the top. And usually when you add these two, it's actually a pretty good return on investment on free content. You can, uh, if you get ad revenue and services of free content on, health ambition, like pure information will have made us like over ten thousand dollars It's like a lot of money from
0: a thirty dollar article
1: yeah, I mean for one of these we have like a hundred that make less than thirty dollars, sure. so. but still it's like when one of these hits it just makes like a lot and and if you combine that with like email subscribers and stuff it's it's quite crazy actually you transform these ten thousand into like thirty thousand or something from like a single article so yeah, that's when you want to run ads. You can use it to justify creating a lot of free content and free resources on your site and make money from it. And that makes you get more traffic, get more links, rank your commercial content higher, and at the same time, justify the investment with a direct return on investment. Another one is when you are out of offers that convert. It's like, it's one of these things where it's essentially like, the plan B to a failed campaign, you know, like let's say you did a blog post about how to reverse, I don't know, like mushrooms on your feet or something. Not like that I have any, but <laughs> like I'm just thinking about some health topics. And you did that because you found a cool offer on ClickBank and you were like, well, I'm just going to link to it at the end. And people read the article, click on it, hopefully buy the product and I will make some money. Well, it's been six months. You are getting some traffic to this page, but people click and nobody buys. This offer just doesn't convert, which does happen. Then you try another offer and it still doesn't work. And a third one still doesn't work. And then you realize that no offer works, essentially. And from that point, you have two solutions. One, you create your own product and you figure out how to convert, which if all the offers did not convert, it might just be the market that just just isn't in for buying these kind of products. Or you just replace the call to action with ads on the content and you essentially cut your losses and in the long run get some of that money back. So that is one of the cases where you can be using ads as well. And finally, and that is something that I believe is going to be touching a lot of people, that's when you move on from a website or you just don't have time to take care of it, you get busy with other projects or whatever, And you don't have time to run an email list, you don't have time to do anything for that site. So you just slap ads all around and you let it be unless until you sell it or until you get back to it essentially. And at least you would get some money for the traffic if you don't have any kind of like shopping place or something like that, rather than just letting it be there and make no money at all. So that's when that's
0: a pretty good example that we, we started a site, I think it was like three years ago now, something like that. And we we spent a couple of weeks and probably about a thousand dollars on content and I spent a getting, week on it getting yeah. going. And then ended up not really doing much with it for two years or something like that. But I think it actually made a profit just from yeah. ads in that time. When I mean, we literally built thing. no links, didn't do anything, just um kept the server up and the, the ads sort of made made money for it. was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, it's like you could put a site up in like a weekend like that, and it would be a long-term return investment, right? You're talking one two years, yeah. so don't expect to see your money back. Still, for-
0: I mean, fifty percent ROI is pre- better than anything yeah, they yeah. give you.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, they say if you want to spend a weekend doing that kind of stuff, it's pretty easy, and uh, you can just slap ads around and and it's like yeah, it's better than putting your money in a lot of saving accounts if you do that properly, if you do research properly. So, that is essentially when I would be using ads. And that essentially concludes all my notes. So, one, you have- well, yeah, one thing I want to say
0: is I predict a lot of people are sort of wondering okay, so when should I use ads and when should I try and collect emails using like opt in forms pop ups? And the answer is it's, for most people, it's very difficult to tell unless you're able to calculate the value per email subscriber that you 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 have in and and unless you're able to break that down in certain ways which unless you're running if you're running affiliate offers you probably won't be you can only really do that if you have your own products because it's quite difficult to track where sales are coming from for affiliate offers and you know how your email list is split up which types of visitors or which types of subscribers are responsible for the sales so it's as I said, it's very difficult. So there's not really a hard and fast rule about this is the point when you you should stop doing it or not. It's I, I, I guess it's just really like a trial and error thing, right?
1: I mean when it's like a big difference, you see your affiliate income is like I mean you see your affiliate income from email is like four times what it is from ads. Mm-hmm. Then that's when you're like, well, okay, sure, let's just remove the ads and optimize the opt-ins. Yeah. It's like when it's quite similar even by twenty, thirty percent uh, margin, it's like you know you probably run both, and when affiliate overtakes the Azure income by a lot, then then you just remove the ads essentially. Yeah. Cool. Well, guys, thanks for listening, and remember you can actually get a free affiliate marketing training if you review us on authorityhacker.com bonus so if you enjoy this podcast and you want some free training from us <laughs> you, can, you can drop a review on iTunes and send a screenshot on authorityhacker.com bonus and we will give you access to your free training so thanks for listening and we'll see you guys in the next episode bye